You are listening to the Astrologic Lab podcast with painted goddess Jennifer Hrishu. This is episode number 107. Well, good morning, witches. My name is Jennifer. I'm the Painted Goddess. This is the Astrologic Lab podcast. I am recording this Wednesday morning, 11 uh, 3, November 3rd. It's 2021 still, and um, time is still irrelevant. So we're just spinning through the universe, minding our biz, managing our minds, opening our hearts and pistachio nutshells without using our teeth. Okay, that's what we're doing. I hope that you'll join me in that adventure. Um, today, I'd just like to talk a little bit about what's been happening in the lab and why I think that this work has been working me more than I've been working it. I talked about planetary cycles last episode, and I want to continue talking about really basic astrological components, right? Guiding my students and you as a listener to understand some of the fundamental ways that astrology shows us and and um, can offer us healing, validation, and something to work with. And it came from, this, this idea came from um, something that happened in our class last night and I really do enjoy, um, you know, the rabbit holes we go down. I'm one of those contemplative people that tends towards um, reveling in the overwhelm. I know that some people, it can increase anxiety and feelings of existential dread. Believe me, I do get that as well. But what I often feel in my brain is curiosity. And so when I have a thought around a cycle, something that's been repeating or something that's been showing itself over and over, I get curious. So I just want to really talk about the way that curiosity has guided all of my, uh, you know, adventures in astrology. And curiosity as a basic principle of astrology. Because of the way that I've built the lab, I'm not saying like, here are all of the answers. My intention is to create a container. I think that containers are important for healing work. And that's what I've created in the lab as a container. Yes, I produce content. I have worksheets, which I love. Those are also containers. There are often journal prompts and places for you to doodle and do your work. So it's really about you engaging with it. And I think that this is the way we learn anything. I actually went to university as a regular kind of student. Um, I went to a Lutheran school, PLU, in Tacoma, Washington for a few years. 
I worked my ass off. I went to several different, well, no, I did not work my ass off. See, 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 um, <laughs> some former episodes, um, where I go off, um, about my shenanigans in college, but I did, you know, still get all the work done. And it was a lot of work to hold a full um, schedule of credits and party as much as I did. I mean, let's be fair. I really am high functioning. Um, Virgo, Sun, Gemini, Rising, Leo, Moon, thank you. I will not miss the party, the discussion, or the homework um, because I have to be perfect. Anyways, enough about my trauma. So <laughs> uh, perfection trauma is real. If you have lots of Virgo in your chart, you're going to need to work with your brain and its critical thoughts, just saying. And if you do have um, anxiety, it, it it's helpful to look at where Virgo is and Mercury is in your chart. Side note. Okay, so I was saying, what was I saying? I'm getting back on the train here. Um, yes. Yes. So after declining my degree at PLU, um, because I traveled, I traveled abroad to Scotland. I live in a com, I lived in a commune for three months and had a real spiritual awakening that I had not expected to have. Although I was already really having it. I was so done with the U.S. at that time. So a precursor to now where it's like, wow, things have gotten wacky. Um, but I am a patriot. Um, and I so when I came back, I, I ended up quitting school for a bit and then re-entered college at the um, at the Evergreen State College in Olympia. Their model for education is um, curiosity and integrative immersion. So what that means is that through the process, through the journey of educating yourself and following your bliss, your curiosity, your, um, you know, what you find, it's almost like science. It's a scientific kind of approach, in fact, because as you ignite your curiosity, you are pulled towards the things that call to you. And it's a really different kind of integrative approach. I really learned how to learn and how to educate myself there. Um, you could say that it's an extension of the Montessori method, if you're familiar with that. When you think about how invitations to learn work in a Montessori classroom, that there are kind of these um, little minettes of uh, materials and or, um, you know, uh, material and um, language rich areas that kind of invite the learner into engaging in open play. And that's how they approach learning in, at the Evergreen State College. So you're kind of um, allowed to meander and find what really lights you up and to integrate and or synthesize like what would seem like very different um, uh, subjects together, right? Um, and this is where like accounting might meet, um, you know, the art market or, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I don't just want to be an accountant for per se. I want to be an accountant for 
um, you know, people who make candles, or I want to be an accountant for entrepreneurs who are really artistic, right? I want to be, you know, it's like, so maybe finding your mundane muggle uh, way with a very specific clientele. It's about the people you want to work for, integrating different things, right? So so there's there's just this way that integration and curiosity and the learning process, you know, um, inform you. Now, this may seem like it has like, what the fuck are you talking about, Jennifer? What's going on? So what happened last night in class was that we meandered a bit through Scorpio's landscape or shall I say, like depths of the oceanscape. And when we start to poke at the metaphors and analogies and archetypes of any one sign or zodiac sign or even planetary wisdom archetypes, right? As uh, Pluto is what rules Scorpio, although uh, Scorpio traditionally was ruled by Mars. When we start to look at those landscapes, we we understand the depth and the dynamic way in which that archetype might show up in our lives. And when we look at our natal charts and we say, oh, I don't necessarily have any planets in Scorpio, but Scorpio, the sign itself, is still in a house in my natal chart. So how am I a Scorpio? Where does Scorpio live in my housing structure, right? And there were several of us actually, which was interesting, that had it either in the fifth or sixth house. And so, you know, what does it look like for Scorpio to be in the house of creative growth, the house that was built by Leo and the sun, the house that is kind of the stage on which you stand to perform your life in a creative fashion where you find your creative muse, where you want to shine and be seen. you know, the fun side of everything. It's the bouncy house, maybe. It's the it's the dance club, you know, it's it's all of these kinds of um arenas where you find fun and pleasure. It can be sex, you know, like casual fun sex, exploratory sex, and it can be creative in um art and or your you know, whatever you're mastering, like, how do you bring artistry to your life? How do you bring creative uh, creativity um, out of yourself, right? How do you express your creativity? Because it's definitely asking you to stretch and grow. It's a house of growth. Um, You know, the Leo archetype is that of strength, and the sun is that of vitality. So where do we you know, in in that fifth house vein, you know, they were raised in the fifth house. So the fifth house encourages strength and vitality. So when we've got Scorpio in the fifth house, how does that express itself? You know, so we started to meander through that. And of course, being in Scorpio season is encouraging enough for real depth and intense kind of conversations. Um, You know, we record all of the classes for the lab and put them in the video archive so that those students who don't get to uh, participate in class get to watch class and hopefully have their own revelations. We had so many um, students in class last night that we got to look at everybody's chart 
and look at where Scorpio was in their chart, have them reflect on it a little bit, and and each of them kind of got a chance to meander in their own, you know, thoughts around what is um, Scorpio to them and how is Scorpio showing up for them. And then we also kind of coached, like I got to coach them through some of the ways it might be showing up and some other rabbit holes they might go down, right? So when we get into class, there's definitely um, an opportunity to hear from peers and to hear from me about what it might look like to do further inquiry into these archetypes during the season, where the transits are, etc. So I love curiosity being a part of the astrological education and a huge foundational part and piece of the Astrologic Lab. If you're interested in it, I want you to go check it out. Go to paintagoddess.com slash learn dash astrology, or you can just go to the main page at paintagoddess.com and scroll down, find the Astrologic Lab and click on the picture. It'll take you to the description page, tell you all about what you get. It's a monthly subscription. It's only $37 a month. You can come in and get some free resources, come to a few classes and see if you like it. You can cancel at any time or any time that you're feeling like, wow, I got what I wanted. I got the um, initial, um, you know, nudge to start really learning astrological, um, you know, astrologically <laughs> learn learn my life in in that kind of wisdom. We've got some really cool things coming up though, and the community is super amazing. Um, if you are one of the members, I so appreciate you, and I want you to know that I can't think of a better way to spend my time and attention than creating opportunities for us to learn together. And I'm just feeling really grateful and full of um, love for you all today. I have some things coming up that I want you to know about the new moon. Okay, the new moon in Scorpio is happening tomorrow as I record this um, November 6th. And, um, oh, no, sorry, November 4th. And um, I'm entering my sixth house. That's why that number is on my mind. And it's happening at 2.15 p.m. The moon and sun are conjunct at a new moon. And it's going to be in opposition to Uranus in retrograde. This is a really interesting uh, lunation. The new moon is the time of seed planting and intention setting. And when it is opposite of Uranus, there could be some really spontaneous healing happening. I hope that you will take some time tomorrow to sit in silence and download the the, the information that's coming through you specifically as a channel. Everyone has a channel. Everyone has some energy. Just see what comes through. What are your thoughts like at 2.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time? Write them down. Share them. Tell somebody. There's definitely people who need to hear your special messages. So I hope that you will share that. If you're a member or you're in the lab, I hope that you will share that with us. And if you are not but still want to be involved in kind of a moon community, I do hold circle and tomorrow... Um, I'm uh, holding a moon circle at 7 p.m. on Zoom. 
You can email me at jennifer at paintedgoddess.com to get the information if you are new here. And I do moon circles every month on Zoom, so you can join from anywhere. So if you want to get on that list, you can go to my website and sign up for emails as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Stay curious. You're powerful as fuck. Do not forget it. If you want to go deeper into this work, go to paintagoddess.com and find what I'm offering. Right now, my books are open for my year ahead spreads for 2022. This is my most popular reading and always sells out. I've only got 15 spots, so go grab yours. If you're a lab member, you get a massive discount, so email me for the code. I love you.